Thank you for tuning in to the Once an Athlete podcast hosted by Emily Watson, Once an Athlete, Always an Athlete. Once an Athlete provides resources and relatable content for athletes that are either competing or no longer competes. This is also a resource for parents of athletes to help know how to support them. Anywhere from how to stay healthy physically and mentally to how to make a career choice, we will provide the support. Our mission is to provide resources and relatable content for athletes who compete or used to compete. Okay, I have Kevin Lovings here. He is a husband, a father, a teacher, and a catching coach. Um, Kevin coached for 32 years, 11 of those years being at the collegiate level. He's currently an assistant for the baseball team at Sunset High School in Beaverton, Oregon, and teaching physical education, and he is retiring after this school year, so congratulations, and thank you for being on this podcast. Thank you very much for having me, Emily. Of course. Um, So you've mentioned to me before that you spend a lot of time having conversations with high school students on school choice, so can you talk about that? Yes, you know, the biggest thing for a lot of our high school kids is just to kind of, you know, help guide them with directions, especially as a transition from high school on to a post-high school career educational choice. So our biggest focus, you know, at least from my perspective, is to to start those those conversations early. And it's no different than for our athletes if they – we always have, often ask our kids if they want to play baseball in college, um, then we will begin the process of, okay, let's start setting – this this plan in place by you know having a plan that we can follow um throughout your your high school career and no different than our 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 students who are looking for schools to go to what do you want to do in your life um what's a career choice and uh, really believe in those conversations should begin early and not late uh, i think uh setting the the groundwork for young people is important to, to allow them to make these transitions a lot easier they're going to be uncomfortable at times, but at least um, we can start the process. Yeah. And you've also talked to me about finding a passion and finding the school that will fit that need. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, that's super important to um, make that decision and find what the right fit is for each right. individual. Um, and that's, that's a huge thing to talk about with, with high schoolers starting, you know, freshman, sophomore year. Exactly. Exactly. And it's, you know, it's, it's a blink of an eye. I don't think, you know, a lot of, a lot of young people don't realize how fast it goes by. You know, we just had our graduation last, last week. And that was kind of one of the theme speeches, the blink of an eye um, from a senior that's getting ready to go off that, you know, it seemed like yesterday they were just walking through the halls for the first time. And, it's really interesting. We have one of our players that's going to go on off and play and, and actually had a I played high school baseball with his, with his dad and, you know, talk about, you know, surreal here as you're coaching his son in high school and, you know, now he's getting ready to go off. And it seemed like yesterday, you know, um, that this kid was walking through the hallways and along with the number of the kids that I've taught, you know, day one, uh, it's, it's, a uh, really important to, to have those conversations and get them excited about something. I think if they're excited, they'll be committed and they're committed, then usually they'll follow it through and, and, you know, they're going to be a little bit more happy in life, you know, because they were able to have an early vision and a plan and it worked out for them. 
Yeah, exactly. And on that note, how do your athletes handle the transition from high school to college, whether they're playing still or not? Um, you know, I think there's there's two models, you know, from uh, the freshman that comes in that that is aspiring to kind of go on and play off in college. And then it really depends, you know, nowadays, it seems like it really depends on how well their career goes, whether they want to choose to go on and and and, and play beyond or just say, OK, I've had a I've had a good run. It's time for me just to kind of focus on being a student uh, versus the the athletes that go on. Um, the young man that the two men that we have going on to play in, in college. Now we just really tried to stress to them from our experiences, myself and, and coach Barnes, our experience of coaching at the college level that, you know, Hey, um, you know, there's going to be a lot of balance in your life that you're going to have to figure out between your academic and your athletics um, and making sure that you're taking time for yourself because we're so limited at the high school level with hours per week and what we can do college level depends on where you go. It's, it's, it's like a, it's definitely a job for them. So um, just kind of being very realistic with them as far as, you know, be where your feet are, no matter what, whether you're playing sports or not, just to continue to be where your feet are day by day, realize there's, there's going to be a lot of growth that's going to occur your, your first year because, you know, mom and dad aren't there. You're really learning how to, do things on your own. You're going to make mistakes. Um, and just to embrace the process, no matter what, whether you're playing a sport or not, it's really about being where your feet are and embracing the daily process of this new routine that you're going to go through. Right. And embracing the process is huge. And no matter what, you're going into something that you want to do. Like you're going mm -hmm. to to play in college. That's what you want to do. And you're going to put in the work for it. You go into school to go to school for engineering or you know whatever med school that's what you want to do and what you love to do and that's also something you put the work in um exactly yeah so when you coached at the college level how did your athletes prepare for life after graduation you know i think um coaching at the division three level is is it's very academic pacific was a great is a great university i'm glad that my son's there i'm, I'm you know, definitely proud to be a boxer in the time that I spent there. And, but it's, it's very academic. Um, it was amazing. Even for me, my first year coaching there, I was, I was still kind of surprised that, you know, we have practice and, and these guys were bringing, you know, their, you know, whatever project, the mindset of they're still fixated on the project because they're such an academic group of, of young men that, you know, in my mind, baseball practice is the best part of the day, you know, separate the two. Um, but just finding that balance when they're there, um, I think, um, and realizing the workload, I think that was probably the big thing for the freshmen that were coming in. Um, and usually sophomores on up, it wasn't an issue. They found the balance. They understood it. Mm -hmm. But uh, for the freshmen that were that were there, um, it, and it really depended on, too, on what program they came from from high school, if it was a very structured and disciplined program. Um, and these kids, you know, they, they got it figured out. If it was, you know, a little bit run a little looser, sometimes the kids would struggle a little bit with the adjustment with the workload. Um, that was usually cured pretty quick, you know, with a lot of supports and kind of reminding them. That's the nice yeah. thing about college. You have your position coach. Your head coach will, will kind of get on you when you need. Your position coach is kind of your sounding board where you can, you can kind of pull them off to the side and say, listen, I'm pulling for you, but you got to grow up a little bit. 
And uh, they usually figure that out pretty, pretty quick. Yeah. I always said when I was a freshman, my goal was to get to sophomore year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a, that's a good one right there. I, I like that one. Yeah. Remind our guys, Hey, you're going off to college now. Hey, your goal is to get to get to your sophomore year. Yes. Too exactly. many issues. Yeah. yeah. And that's, that's something that um, I feel like college coaches are really good at stressing is, you know, get your school right because mm-hmm. that's going to help prepare you for life after graduation. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Coaches make a huge impact on young players' lives. So what has been your favorite moment, one of your favorite moments as a coach? Oh, wow. Um, it's one of those, that's one of those uh, open, open-ended questions right there. Uh, I think the biggest thing, you know, obviously we, we, if I was talking to a young coach, you're not coaching for the immediate. I think a lot of young coaches still who aren't parents, you know, haven't really had that level of responsibility to understand the big picture things down the road. Um, I think um, it's kind of seeing a path come come to fruition a little bit when you have an athlete. Um, I think we coach for something that's five, six, ten years down the road when you still have good connection with former athletes and they understand um, why you were when you were as far as discipline and expectations and, and so forth. But moments that get me is like, we just had our senior banquet about four weeks ago. And so I, I will usually go down and coach the freshmen every once in a while. And then I'll float between varsity and JV because I really know what John wants. So my job is to kind of, you know, really get these guys ready for varsity play as quick as possible. So we'll have them write down their Y cards. And that's part of our 3D coaching model. And the why is basically to give them a pass, something that we can hold them accountable for. They can hold themselves accountable to, that this is why I'm playing. So if they ever come up and say, well, I, I'm not sure I wanna play, well, let's revisit your why. Well, what you're telling me doesn't sound like you're aligned with your why, you've gotten distracted. So when you have a young man who writes down his why, his and then his senior year, they are still committed to that why, I've done my job. You know, I've done my job because I helped them understand the importance of being where their feet are, understand our basic, you know, principles of, you know, embracing the process that failure isn't always automatic. It's chaotic, you know, all those messages. And then when you see that in result, they are actually fulfilling their why that's extremely rewarding. Um, extremely. Second, you know, it's like when you were invited to weddings, you know, that when I had a, uh, a, a young man that um, I recruited, I worked with him middle school through his high school career, I recruited him to play for us at Pacific. You know, when I told him I was leaving, I was the hardest conversation and because we met at school, but he just got promoted to a, a huge job and he's in his 30s. He invited me out to, you know, we still keep in touch. Um, he comes and watch my son play at Pacific. I mean, those are the, those are the things that when your players are calling you, you know, for life advice or just to keep in touch or, or sharing those important moments, those are breakthrough moments. And I hope to continue to have many more of those. Um, those are the ones that stand out more than any accomplishment as a coach, how many games I've won, whatever. Those are the things that really stand out with me. 
Yes, that sounds super rewarding. And I love that you have the the why from like the very beginning with them. And it sounds mm-hmm. like a really good thing. And I and I really love that you mentioned things that are beyond the field. Um, mm-hmm. And it, coaches being there for you like 10, 20 years later mm-hmm. is huge. Oh, yeah. So oh, yeah. With your on the on the lines of your coaching path, so how was your path with high school coaching um, to college, back to high school? Oh, well, I started started coaching in in nineteen, actually ninety one, spring at North Salem High School when I was student teaching, and and found my way up to Portland Public, and where I got my first teaching job at Roosevelt High School. So, you know that path, you know back back in the well, if you if you coached and taught, you were more likely to get a job within the building. So um, coaching was a great, you know, um, door for me to get my first teaching position and and so forth. But um, no, so yeah, spent uh, um, as a head coach. I was nine years as a head coach uh, prior to going out to uh, to Pacific University, and I'd done you know lower level JV and stuff like that, and coached both football and baseball. But uh, got an opportunity to go to Sunset, coach there for uh, for five years, and um, I started working with catchers. Uh, a, a coworker of mine was the actual the head baseball coach at Pacific University. He was a longtime PE teacher at Sunset, a longtime coach, but he had been at uh, his journey to Pacific started the same way as an assistant, and then got the head job. And so I started working with the catchers out there in two thousand. Um, because they didn't have a catching coach and, you know, I was a, you know, that was my passion, my area of expertise. And so I went out there and started working with the guys and just kind of fell in love with the environment. Um, I just love being around, you know, kind of a more mature, I needed the break. It was a good break. You're with high school kids all day. And then you get a chance to go be with these young adults and have just a different type of conversation, uh, coach a different skill level. So um, then that turned into I resigned from the head baseball job in 2003 and uh, was hired out of Pacific um, as an assistant. And so spent 11 years there. In 2014, um, our head coach, Greg Bradley, um, had decided to retire. And at that time, also, my son was getting ready to go into high school and and I figured out, you know, he's, he's got a good shot here of, of having a pretty good career. And, and, and you know, the, the drive from my house to Sunset is five minutes and is, is 25 minutes out to Pacific. And I said, man, this would be a great opportunity to come back to the high school. And uh, it just happened to be that at that same year, they, um, the head coach at the high school was let go. And John Barnes, who was a longtime assistant with me at Pacific, um, had applied for the job at Pacific, didn't get it. And I, I said, hey, great opportunity to get back into high school. And guess what? I'll be your assistant. And it happened to be that with uh, the changing of the guard at Pacific, we had myself, uh, John Barnes, Matlin Gwinnis, who was our outfield coach at Pacific, uh, and uh, Mike Larson, uh, a pitching coach at Pacific. We all came to the high school. And so it was kind of like, a, you know, reuniting again with our staff at Pacific at the high school. So, and I've been there ever since. So uh, my son graduated in 2018 and I stayed on and, and I figured, hey, this is your time now to go do what you need to do in college. And my job is to stay here and continue to develop college guys if that's what they chose to do. So, um, you know, although I'm retiring from teaching, I'm, I'm not retiring from coaching. So I'm, I'm still there.
Yeah, it sounds like the stars aligned for you and the timing was right with everything. So that yeah. sounds like a really awesome career. And again, congratulations on everything. And yeah, that's, that's another thing with um, like retiring is you can still be involved with what you love, just like with when you're retiring, playing the sport, you can still be mm-hmm. involved in ways that you want to. Um, so yeah. with that, you're, you're going through a transition in life yourself. So what are your thoughts on retirement? You know, I, I, you know, <laughs> summer break is here. You know, I got, uh, got to turn all my stuff in and do our normal teacher checkout on, uh, next Tuesday. But, uh, yeah, that's, that's the one question I get asked, you know, um, it's funny. You always ask everybody else when they're, Hey, what are you going to do? You know, but, yeah. uh, you know, I'm still highly active in the baseball community. You know, I, you know, if there's a, you know, a, a need or a request for guys that want to get work in, you know, Hey, I love to do that aspect of it. And that end of it. So I'll keep busy with that. Um, I'll do a lot of development stuff this summer with our high school kids and I'll have some college guys come through uh, for tune up work. Um, they kind of reach out and I said, come on, especially with catching. Um, but uh, no, I mean, I think it'll all hit in September. You know, I kind of yep. gave my coworkers a, a hard time and I said, hey, I'm, I'm going to be emailing and texting you guys when I'm in San Diego, you know, or someplace warm, Arizona in September when you have to report back to work. So <laughs> I guess it'll all hit. And so it'll all hit in September. But for right now, summer breaks are summer breaks. Totally locked into that routine of, of having the two and a half months off. Uh, but no, I'll keep busy, you know, and uh, it's a. Uh, I think definitely with the COVID situation and having to work remotely from home, you know, you, I kind of got used to that. And I said, I can't, I think I can, and the retirement window was near, but I said, I think I could actually, you know, find enough stuff to do. Um, my wife already has the laundry list of get this done, get that done. So I, I'll be busy for a few months with some projects around the house anyway. So. Of course. Yeah. And it, it's, you know, that's very similar to, you know, graduating high school, graduating college, um, being done with playing a sport is like, people keep asking you, what are you going to do? And it's like, well, I don't know. I, I'm going to relax for a moment. And yeah. then, you know, whenever everyone else is getting together and I'm somewhere else, it's going to be a little bit different because, you know, the year, the yearly cycle of, you know, in the fall, everyone gets together, meets each other. Yeah. Um, starts doing the fall um, scrimmages and and practices, winter, you know, doing, getting together for the workouts, spring season, you know, Mm -hmm. that, that first year is is different, um, not being a part of it, but it's also rewarding because you did everything and, and you, you got through it. Right, right, exactly. And, you know, the, the nice thing is to, um, Often, you know, because when you go through these things, like transitioning for me is like, I remember when um, my son graduated, you know, I didn't, you know, I kind of coached him, been a part of that journey. He's, you know, he's been able to kind of drive his own bus. I'm I'm at the point like, hey, if you need me to feed the machine, I'll feed the machine, whatever, I throw BP to you. But, uh, you know, when you go through certain things in life and you feel really satisfied that I did what I was supposed to do, there you know, there is no remorse or sorrow. You know, everybody asks, you're going to be all emotional when you have to retire. And, you know, and my, my kids graduated from high school, you know, I was happy. I wasn't like, you know, I look around, I'm not, you know, a sobering mess that, oh, this is over. It's like, this is the way it's supposed to go. Um, 
I tell even my students and players, it's like, you know, there's bigger things in life. I was, a, you know, I'm glad and honored to be a part of this, your journey, you know, but I want you to go on and do bigger and better things, you know. Um, yeah. when, when Isaac finished playing my last game that I coached him in high school, it's like, man, this is, it didn't, it, it wasn't emotional because it's like, this is how it's supposed to go. You know, I think there yeah. are, and that's just my mindset that, and I try to, you know, hopefully it rubs off on the young men and women that I teach and, and coach that, you know, always look forward to the next best, best thing in your life. And that everything you've done up to a point makes that transition easier because you set the table for the next step. And getting kids to understand that nowadays is, is bigger than the accomplishments that they have. It's just like, you gotta, you gotta be able to look back and say, okay, I, I remember this adverse situation through sport that prepared me for this adverse situation that is occurring in my life right now. I can reflect back because I've been prepared for this and my coaches and teachers actually gave me perspective or I can remember this one thing that they told me that helped me get through this. And it's here because we try to tell the kids like, you know, you guys are going to be uncomfortable in your lives at some point. Life isn't about being comfortable. You know, sometimes you need to be uncomfortable in order to find comfort. And, and okay, as they say, we're all going to be broke at some point. Where's, where's the money going to come from? Right. Yeah. And, you know, you find a way to, to get through it. So, yes. um, yeah, so it's, it's the transitions are, are good. I think transitions in life are good. Um, having perspective early is better um, and how to deal with that. And, and to remember, you know, that it's, it's something that you do. I know that for me, I kind of as backwards on it. I, I think that coaching is, it is who I, it's my identity and I take pride in that. And it is something that I do. Whereas some people may say, it's not who you are but it's something that you do. You as a former athlete, you know, take pride in the fact that I, I own that. This is what I, this is who I am. It's part of my character. It allows me to be successful in situations. It allows me to find grit and to be able to get through because of this badge that I proudly wore for this part of my life, yes. athlete. And um, so, I think transitions are really good. Helping young people understand that, you know, this might be coming to an end, but it really prepared you for what's next. Yes. And I, going off of that, I love that you have in your Instagram bio that you are a husband, a father, a teacher, and, and then at the end you put a catching a coach because you are more than just, you know, the, what baseball has for you. Cause being a husband and a father first is super important. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you are that person for those people in your lives. And also what you mentioned about, um, like not being a sad about, you know, the end of a, a milestone, like in your career is, you know, that's super important to have in mind, like uh, knowing that that part of your life is going to um, come to an end and you're going to have to transition to something else. So leaving it all, all out there and giving mm-hmm. all you got will be a big part in not being sad whenever you're done. Um, right. Right. Exactly. And there were two times in my coaching career where really kind of outside in perspective 
I'll never forget Garrett Anderson was a player that played for me in, in 1999. Summer ball was over. We just wrapped up our last Legion game. And he came to me. And Garrett wasn't, you know, he was a very introverted kid, worked really hard, quiet. And he's one of those kids, God, I got to find a way to get this kid in. I have to find a way, that type of senior. So he played summer ball for me. And he had I me mean, his uniform was all done. He's just, he's just balling. He's like, Garrett, what's going on, man? He goes, it's over. It's over. And I said, what are you talking about? I said, I'm baseball's over for us. I said, no, it isn't, Garrett. I said, you can always, the baseball's a game. You can always play. You know, you just won't wear this uniform anymore because you got to turn it back in. You know, but, you know, and he went on and I said, whatever you need, we got him set up with a city league team. He went on and played and, you know, truly, but to him, it was everything, everything. And then the second time was in 2012. And it's like, it, it was really ironic that it took that long for me to get, to really get it because you get so immersed in coaching and the next year and preparing. We just won the Northwest Conference Championship in 2012. We're up at uh, Pacific Lutheran University. And we just, we just clinched co-championship and I'm watching, you know, the guys go through the line, hug each other and the parents. And that's the other end of it, especially at the high school, that how many people have sacrificed, you know, for these guys to yeah. get to this point. And it was their final game because we, at that point in the Northwest conference, you had to outright win it to go on to a regional. And, you know, we didn't have a strong enough schedule, you know, overall we weren't there but we are good enough to be co-champions. And uh, so we accomplished something that hadn't been done a long time collectively, but I looked in the stands and that was probably the one time that I got emotional when you, the amount of sacrifice, you know, from the coaches' families to the, the parents of these players who are basically done, um, that it was really, they're going on to a new, you know, part of their, their lives, they're going into a new journey. So even at the high school level, transitioning, not only just for the players, but you look at parents when their kids decide not to play anymore, parents are even losing that social click that, you know, these parents, they go to games together, they barbecue all the time together. And when that kid decides not to play, even the parents feel like they're losing something. They're losing that connection. And so yeah. it's, 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 even more at the high school now with, like I said, with clubs and, and these kids are playing from youth all the way through high school. They might be playing travel ball. Parents have formed, you know, kind of their own little social network. And then when you often see when the kid doesn't want to play anymore, they're not going to those events and they're kind of getting left out of those social, you know, events as well are it's, it's, it's eye-opening. And those are the things that have really been kind of eye-opening me the last three to four years that, you know, there's why, why are the kids disconnecting and they respond in their own way when they disconnect at the high school level, it could be, they don't talk to you, you know, they're avoidant of you because they're done and you have to tell them, listen, I still love you. You know, I'm always going to be your coach and I want you to be happy. I want you to do, follow your why you don't have to play yep. this because somebody's telling you, you have to, it's not, it's not, not destined. If you want to go be a, a golfer, you know, and, and that means you can't play baseball anymore, but you're really good in golf, go golf and let me know when you're golfing. I'll come watch you. <laughs> let me yeah. know. You, know, you got to, you know, and, and so it's, it's, it's a bigger thing now. I, I think more than ever. Um, and I think it needs to be talked about. And like I said, going back to your, your, your podcast and everything, it just resonated with me, you know, because that is, man, that is, it's such a powerful topic. 
and we talk about it and we're trying to understand a lot more. And, and, you know, as I'm getting older, I, I need to ask the questions. I, you know, I understand, I understand there's an age gap and things are different. You know, when we played, it was like, I'm balling till I fall. I'm going to, Hey, my last year doing this, I'm, I'm going all out. And nowadays my last year doing it, I don't want to work so hard. You see some of the kids nowadays. So we're like, we're stuck. How do we, how do we fix this? You know? So. Yes. And I love that like whole why following the why it, it relates to anything in life. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's something bigger than your sport and it's super right. to be incorporating. And I mean, that kind of goes into my next two questions of like, what advice would you give to someone who's recently done playing a sport and someone who's currently playing a sport. And I feel like you've mentioned a lot of, you know, your pieces of advice, but um, if you could kind of dwindle it down to like one thing per, um, you know, recently done versus currently, what would you say? So uh, an athlete who's just recently stepped away. Yes. Oh, I just, you know, enjoy, enjoy your journey. You know, it, uh, when you come to the end, you know, whether you're choosing to keep playing or you're done, it's like, um, just enjoy the time with your friends and what you really gain from it. Um, and you, you're always going to have people that are, that are bitter for whatever reason, you know, yeah. but we're just talking about the general, the kid who's done. It's just like, just be happy with, you know, playing the game, the, the memories that you have. And so we told our guys today, I said, it's about the the stories you're going to tell at the 10 year reunion, yeah. you know, and it's usually going to be about your teammate. And so on the scope of things, it's not really about you. It's about the guys you played with and the memories you have with those guys. So creating the memories, whether you're playing or you're just done, it's all about creating the memories. Um, accolades. If you're really good at the sport though, your friends, people will talk about you. You don't need to go into the, the bar 10 years from now and talk about what you did, you know, yeah. Let somebody else do that. But, yeah. Uh, just good then, memories. Yeah. And then what what advice would you give to someone who's currently, or you do that all the time, but like, what's your biggest advice for someone who's currently playing a sport? Uh, I think this, the same thing is, you know, whether the, the you have such a, a mixture of kids who want to play or are actually not really a mixture. You have a smaller amount of kids that want to go on and play. Maybe two out of 14 will want to go on and play. Uh, you're lucky if you have more than that, but that's usually an average. Um, but yeah, just, you know, be committed to, because you don't want any regrets, you know, are you going to look back and say, man, I wish I'd worked harder. Um, and, and I think that is, that's probably the bigger picture for the current player right now. The current player is no regrets. You know, if, if the game were to end tomorrow for you, be taken away, you know, how would you feel? Exactly. And if you, if you worked hard at it, and if, you know, you had an injury and you couldn't play tomorrow, then you could say, Hey, you know, I left it on the field, you know, and, uh, and you go from there. So, um, I think just, just be committed to what you're doing. And I have the same message to our high school kids. It's like, no regrets. Don't look back on your life and regret that you cheated yourself. And because that's, that's the worst thing feeling in the world when you cheated yourself and you didn't give it your best and you don't have to be the best, but you can still give it your best effort. And, and that's something you can live with. 
yeah that's huge you don't have to be the best but um you can you have to give it your your best effort for no regrets yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. do you have anything else you you would like to add no i just i i think that you're on you're on to the right right thing here i really like it i think it's a conversation that um i'm definitely going to start diving into and with our players more it needs to happen more um not just at the start of a season or the start of a school year it needs to be something that is continuous and um with our players to really um give them some perspective and even more it's like if it were to end tomorrow and you had to make that transition tomorrow how would you look back on what you've done so i i I think that's what really resonated when i when i saw you know the post and 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 just listening to a few of the podcast and just how you quoted some of the things in the little little clips on your ig page i said man this is this is great stuff because we're here, we're dealing with it right now. And we were just talking about this among coaches. It's like, why are they disconnecting? You know, is there a sense of mourning is, you know, knowing that it's coming to an end, is this the new, do the kids not have the tools to realize that there's more for them and they, you know, have they lost their why? It just opened up all these avenues of conversation um, that, uh, you know, on how we can better help our players um, have a better journey, um, whether it's our students in school, our, our players, how can we help them so that when it's all said and done, they can look back on something and, and feel happy with their career and, and see the value of what it's allowed them to do moving forward. Exactly. Yes. And that's the goal with once an athlete is to be able to help with that and be able to provide those resources and support for that. And, um, I really appreciate you being on this podcast. So thank you very much for taking the time. Yes, ma'am. You bet. I appreciate it. Thank you for the conversation and keep doing what you're doing. Great stuff. Thank you for listening to this podcast. If you enjoyed listening, please be sure to follow us on Instagram, TikTok, and Spotify at Once an Athlete, Facebook at Once an Athlete Crew, and find our channel on YouTube, which is linked on the header of our website, www.onceanathlete.com.